Do you feel like you just don't belong? Like you're being judged for who you are and your life choices? In this episode of Heal, Love, and Grow with Hasina, I take you back, way back to my childhood growing up in a South Asian community and the expectations that came with it. Join me on this spicy episode of cultural traditions, approvals, and how I became the outsider in a community that is literally in my DNA. At the end, I will share some key messages that I believe will help anyone that feels like an outcast reconnect to their true self. As a South Asian female, or a desi girl, as we like to refer to ourselves, there are certain expectations growing up, like referring to elders as aunties and uncles. It doesn't mean you're all related, but in our own weird way, we kind of are. Everyone knows everyone, including the latest gossip about each person's family. So when I got pregnant and wasn't married, that news traveled faster than Elon Musk's tweets on Twitter. I remember my family friends telling me to fake being married so I could be included in religious and cultural events. I went along with it for about five seconds when I was guilted into the imagine what your parents will have to face and what will people say. Well, it didn't take me long to figure out that the town newsmongers would jump quickly to the next latest and greatest story. Now, that didn't mean when I came clean or just stopped caring about covering up that all the gossip went away. No. Quite the opposite. But he didn't stop attending events. Well, until one faithful day. When my daughter had been born, she was this jolly toddler that went and shook hands to all the elders. It's a sign of respect, something that I even grew up doing and still do as I pass someone that is a senior. Well, that is before COVID, of course. So here is my little sweet angel going to shake hands And all the old ladies are smiling, and this one lady looks over, recognizes me as the woman who had a child out of wedlock, and pulls her hand away from my two-year-old. Like, WTF? Who does that? Then, she whispers to the ladies next to her, and they all pull their hands away. It reminded me of the scene from Dumbo where all the elephants join behinds to block out Dumbo. And you bet Mama Bear came out. I wasn't the most diplomatic back then. Okay, fine. I was hot-headed and hell-bent on teaching lessons to anyone that messed with my kid. Sort of how my dad was growing up. He always protected us, even if we were wrong. We would hear about it at home, but at the time of disrespect, he was Papa Bear. So here I am watching my daughter's smile turn into confusion as she's still holding out her hand and these ladies turn the cheek and ignore her. I get up, grab my daughter, and I yelled. Oh yes, I made a scene and I didn't care who heard. What irked me the most was that these women were younger than my grandmother, and yet my grandmother and her group of friends 
the kiddie party, were so supportive of my decision and never hid the truth about how my daughter was conceived. By the time my daughter was 11, I had switched prayer halls, cities, and even provinces trying to escape the eyes and gossip about being a single mother, like it was a disease. I felt like I was always trying to defend myself, but when the gossip and behavior extended to my daughter, I couldn't turn a blind eye. I had to pull away from my community, from all that I grew up knowing, in order to protect my family from the rumors and the shaming of being a single mother with a child out of wedlock. I'm not going to lie. I missed the really loud chatter, the getting dressed in a new outfit for every event, and the off-tune singing of the latest Bollywood soundtracks performed by local artists while dancing with sticks. And yes, I really missed the food. There is something about Indian food that is so comforting. Maybe it's the 10 pounds of butter and the two cups of chilies, but it made me happy. That was until, of course, the heartburn kicked in. But in all seriousness, I felt I had no choice at the time. It was a community that was so closed off to anyone being different, anyone breaking barriers. I didn't have a kid to piss anyone off. I had a child because that was my dream, and I had a short window for trying. So what did I do? I gravitated towards a religion and a community that was inclusive. I started going to church. I wore Sunday dresses and helped out whenever I could. There was no gossiping, no one's ego driven by entitlement. There was no competitiveness, and it felt good for a moment. That was until I sat in church one day, and a blonde, older woman sat in front of me with the pastor and spoke ill of Muslims, saying they were damned and needed to be prayed for. Something triggered, and though I didn't go into a full-on rage, I was mad inside. I watched to see how the pastor would react, and he nodded his head and said, Well, let's pray. Now, my family is Muslim, a lot of my friends are Muslim, and none, I repeat, none are terrorists or damned. I didn't want my daughter growing up with hatred, but it was everywhere. The world seemed so cold, lonely, and angry. Why couldn't we all get along and accept each other for who we are? As my daughter grew up, she became a fan of Lily Singh, Priyanka Chopra, and Mindy Kaling, all strong South Asian women who made it into the mainstream world. She fell in love with Bollywood movies and soon Shah Rukh Khan and Kajol became her bar for what romance should be. An unrealistic expectation as there is no way I am letting some guy ride my daughter around in a scooter in the streets of Switzerland that she just met at a train stop. Or take her to a foreign country and not have her speak to me for over a decade? I am a desi mom. I want my daily calls and... The straight A's. Okay, I'm not unrealistic. I'm not expecting her to be a lawyer, doctor, or engineer. 
unless, of course, that is her choice. My daughter's love for her Indian culture grew, and she wanted me to teach her about it. She wanted to wear the clothes, eat the food, butter and all. Well, minus the spices. See, her palate was never destroyed from eating spices growing up. So I had to start slow. Like real slow, black pepper first, and then chili flakes slow. I had been so disconnected that I wasn't sure I was the right person to help her. But when she spoke of Lily, Priyanka, and Mindy breaking barriers, she looked at me with the same sense of awe and admiration she had for these women who made it because they had a voice. And that's when she encouraged me, not just with this podcast, but to start talking about my story. And then this summer, while on my break between seasons, she asked me to reconnect to my roots one step further to go back to the community that once looked down upon me. She was sure things changed and people changed. I held on. I was the one judging, not looking at those around me as grown intellectual people, but as the same ones who wouldn't shake my daughter's hands. We were dressed in saris and attending a few weddings where the first questions were, where's your husband? And I clenched my jaw, feeling my temper rising. And then I thought of my daughter and how much this meant to her. I took a breath and told them I was a single mother and had a child out of wedlock. They smiled. Some even congratulated me. Others asked how I did it, which I share in my previous episode, Single Parenting. But no one had those judgy eyes. No one excluded me. In fact, I was asked to hang out and even take pictures with several groups. My daughter finally got to sing and dance like she was on a Bollywood set. It was like she had been waiting her whole life for this moment, and it felt good. My daughter Aliana had then asked me to do prayers for her to get into university the way my grandmother did for me when I was ill or going through something, and I obliged. The look on my daughter's face when I would take her to pray and do all the rituals of bringing a food offering lit a room like Christmas morning. It started to make me happy. No one was asking where my husband was or if I was in a relationship. They asked about my health, my daughter, And they started to invite us to outside events and even included us in group chats. As I started to reconnect to my roots, I had this urge to watch Bollywood romance movies. You know, where each song starts in some forest and ends up on a mountain in the middle of winter with 10 outfit changes and they proclaim their love with the girl running into the arms of her lover and then suddenly the song ends, and it's 10 years later, and they have children? Unrealistic. But every girl dreams of her Shah Rukh Khan, Prince Charming. I think in the midst of watching these movies, though, the Indian parent in me started to come out. It was like I became the parent in those Bollywood movies, and when my daughter would come home with low grades, I busted out a 
full-on dramatic mother scene, clenching my heart, holding my hand to my head, sobbing at how the world had just ended. Like full-on Indian. And the worst part was, I wasn't always this way. I mean, grades are super important, but the drama and the overreaction to low grades? I blame Bollywood movies. I mean, they always seem to get their point across. And you feel so sorry for the old ladies when they're crying. So bad that you feel you should be doing better in school, even though you haven't attended a class in decades. Well, my daughter was not impressed. We suddenly stopped watching the older, more traditional movies for the new age rebellions like Salam Namaste and Dostana. But on a serious note, movies like Salam Namaste and Dostana are the reasons why so many South Asians are accepted in the community now. Being a single parent or guys and girls living together before marriage may still be taboo, but it's finally being talked about and that was huge to me. We live in a world that can be so cruel, but we're making changes for the better. It's up to us to take a stand though. Not hide away or pretend to be someone we're not because the only way things change is if we are willing to take that stand. I love my Bollywood movies, my off-key singing and unchoreographed dance routines, and the spicy Indian food that you regret hours later. I even love the loud chatter of elders and their dramatic expressions, not only because they're becoming more accepting, but because I realized I can't change who I am, and I shouldn't have to. I've embraced coming back to my Indian roots, to who I am inside, a South Asian Muslim single mother. I am a Desi girl, and trying to be anything else just isn't me. So, the moral of this story is don't stop being who you are because of others. After all, no one wrote a great Bollywood movie on being ordinary. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Heal, Love and Grow with Hasina. Until next time. <laughs>